On this episode of Honey, You Should Watch This, we watch 2021's The Suicide Squad. And I learned three important lessons watching this film. One, if you want to stay on Harley Quinn's good side, don't have a personalized license plate. Two, don't kill birds. Bad things will happen. And three, if you have to ask, it's probably not a num-num. I think you make some very fair points there. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Uh, well, it was either that or I was going to have us do the, the beginning going, fuck you, fuck should, you, fuck you, fuck you. Fuck you. Should I address um, two of those three or do you want me to wait? Uh, uh, why? <laughs> okay, so the personalized license plate, do you know where that comment comes oh, from? Oh, because of Joker's personalized ha, license ha, ha, plate. Ha, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Do you know what the, oh God, I forgot his name. Um, Savant? Savant. Do you know why they had him kill the bird? Uh, I just thought it was a metaphor. No. There was a, a movie in 1960-something. I'll have to look the name up. But it was it dealt with extremely, extremely bad people. Mm-hmm. And even in that movie, they made sure that none of the bad people killed birds. Oh, okay. So like, all right. even, so like only the worst type of people kill birds. Mm. You know what I mean? Okay. You know what I mean, Vern? Yep. All right. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Hey, welcome Yay. back. We're finally back. I think it was like before Labor Day, the it's last fall. time that we recorded, and it's almost the end of September. So, woo, uh, middle. Uh, no, it's, it's the, the 16th. Middle? Well, that's the middle. Well, we're going to do one a week from now on. Yay. Whether you want to or not. Because we have to, because we only have six weeks of horror movies. I know. Do, I know. Which means that we're going to do one every six weeks. I know. So, how have you been? <laughs> Completely ignored when me right I know. There. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do one every six weeks, and then okay. after Halloween, we'll jump right back into it. Oh, you know how I've been. There's no reason to drag our listeners through the mud. Oh, it's okay. Well, okay. What have you been um, watching then, if there's anything <sighs> cool, new, and exciting you've been... I haven't been watching anything new and exciting. This is a very busy time of year for me. Yes, it is. <laughs> Work picked back up, of course, and football is back, so I'm doing that and mm-hmm. watching football. Um, what did I watch? What did you watch? I watched something and I can't even remember <laughs> what it was that I watched. That's suicide. bad. That's so, that's suicide. You know what? We watched Luca. It's very important. We Look. watched Luca with our nephew. Yeah, I didn't really see the whole thing because I was kind of up and down. I cut, cut parts of it. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. It's, you know, it's not Cars. Well, Nick, let me take that back. It's not Toy Story, but right. it's, it's pretty solid for kids. Uh, I think that's it. Honestly, yeah. I think that's all I've watched. I think the only thing that I've watched that's new was that um, that Tilda Swinton, um, Tom Hiddleston movie. Hold on, hold on. What? Woof. <laughs> I find her fascinating to watch, to be honest with She's you. She's incredible. Yeah. Well, so is Hiddleston. Yeah. yeah. She's incredible, so but... I think it's Last Lovers Alive is what it is. It's, it's a vampire movie. Yeah, no matter how good you but, are, if the movie's not good, you can't save it. Well, I don't know if it was... It was, it was different, 
right? It, if I mean, this was more of a, a va- vampire romance than Twilight. I will tell you that much. Um, um, but it the, was very practical. The 2020 Democratic national debates were more of a love <laughs> romance than Twilight was. <laughs> okay. Day. Um, Hold and on. Then, let me oh. re- let me re-say that joke. The 2020 Republican national debates were more of a love affair than Twilight was. <laughs> I don't want to seem like I'm affiliated to any party here. <laughs> Twilight. Pants. Yeah. Good job, pants. Way to go. Yeah. Uh, no one's I, more I don't attractive think, than pants. I don't think I've watched much. Yeah. Uh, and I was watching the Lula Rich. That was it. You know. You know, it, I guess Lula Rich is a company. Apparently, there was a company called Lula Row. Lula Row, yeah. That was like a, you know, you ain't selling no way products, are you? Right. <laughs> you get that reference? No. We've done that movie. No I'm going to get you, sucker. Excuse oh, me, really? Excuse me, Slay. Can I talk to you? You ain't selling no way products, are you? <laughs> that apparently was a pyramid scheme. I've never even heard of them. Lula, yeah. Well, it's just, it's women's stuff. It's leggings. And it was started I wear with women's skirts. clothing. Do you? No. Okay. I didn't think so. I didn't think so. Your watch is very rude. It, you're, no, you're what, Mike? <laughs> you're what? <laughs> Fuck you, Brennan. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> Fuck you! Fuck you! <laughs> wow, that was loud. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so I'm sorry I don't have much to report, but I will next week, I, s- I, p- I promise. All right. So you threatened the... Well, we, we talked about this when we, when we did Suicide Squad. Which was our second ever episode yeah. uh, that we would probably end up watching this one. Although I did listen to the suicides, not the suicides. I'm, I'm going to get this messed up because the the is very important. Yes, right? it's Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad was 2016. The Suicide Squad is 2021. 2021. Right. And it's the, the, not the. It's. I listened to the trailer. It's the. <laughs> so the Suicide Squad was 2021. <laughs> Uh, they didn't want to call it Suicide Squad 2. They didn't want to call it anything else. Uh, according to them, what they wanted was a movie that was a standalone sequel. Yeah. So they could pull from the original if they wanted to, but nothing in the first one mattered to this one. So they didn't know what to call it. Uh, mm-hmm. They wanted and, and they acknowledged that the first one was a shit show. Yeah. So they didn't want people going, oh, I'm not going to go see Suicide Squad 2 when the first one sucked. So, right. Yeah. But anyway. So I, I kind of jumped over the why did you pick this for us to watch? Okay. So I went and saw this on the theater you with did. my uh, my other podcast, my part with my partner. Uh, not my not my partner partner. Not, Your not podcast that way. husband. My podcast husband. Uh, we went and saw this uh, on the Thursday night that it released. And we had an absolute blast watching this movie. Um. I know your sense of humor. Um, I know the type of movies that you like. I thought that you would really... I'm not going to say that this is a movie that like, if you were me or if you watched it, you were going to go out and buy it on Blu-ray right now. But I thought that there was a lot of things in it that you would enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, we'll get into what I liked about it. But I just thought that it was significantly well done. Uh, my, my opinion is this is the best DC movie, that comic book movie they've ever made. Really? Uh, we, we had that discussion, you and me in the house. We'll have it on the show later. Yeah, we'll have it but later. But I, I think that this is very, very short of a, of a perfect movie, in my opinion. Really? Yeah. Okay. I do. All right. And the eyes have it. All right, we'll see you all guys next week. <laughs> is that a reference we're to gonna, Starro? We're going we're gonna to watch, <laughs> maybe. 
We're going to watch the horror movie Ernest Goes to Jail. Jeez. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, it is kind of a horror movie. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Let's. <laughs> Moving on. What? <laughs> so that's that's why. Okay. I, I I think that this is a movie that is definitely okay. worth seeing, even if you don't like superhero movies. Uh, I had said in our Suicide Squad episode that I'd probably be interested in seeing what Gunn did with it because of just the other things that I've watched that he's done, namely Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And I had no expectations really going into this other than what you said, you know, when you came home from watching that movie um i did it make you randy baby (laughs) (laughs) um no uh (laughs) brody i don't know what i gotta do there's a shit ton of rats in it how's that supposed to make you horny there you go there you go go, podcast family there you go there's brody bear just sitting there being a good little boy he is being a good boy just Look at there. that. We do have a producer on this show. <laughs> <laughs> just like a regular producer sits around, does nothing, and just watches. Yay. It, ladies and gentlemen, what's going through his brain right now? Just give me a low, a hum. low hum. Give me a low hum. Mm. Where's the food? Where's the food? Where's the food? He's looking at you. Hi. <laughs> Hi. How are you? Right, this is not entertaining for the people listening. No. All right. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Okay. Um. So that's, I mean, that's pretty much, I, I didn't watch... I don't think I think maybe saw one trailer. I didn't want to to get into it or see it or learn anything about it until there weren't after a lot of trailers for the this. There were there were yeah. a couple. There was a final trailer. The final trailer obviously was the best one, but they didn't give a lot away in no. this. The only thing that you the only thing that you knew going into this was that Will Smith wasn't in it. That's it. Mm-hmm. And you knew that John Cena was in it and the Idris Elba. But other than that, you didn't know what the the premise was or anything. So. Um, in keeping with that, anybody in the movie that died mm-hmm. was only given the script up to, up until when they died. They wanted no leaks. Mm-hmm. They wanted nothing uh, coming out of this well, that anybody knew. Yeah. Before we get into actually talking about it, do you want me to do summary? No. I don't care about the summary. The summary's dumb. I guess do the summary. <laughs> well, actually, I'm doing something a little bit different because the cast list is so large for this that I didn't want to go too far and although we will probably spoil the hell out of this movie i didn't want the summary to do too much spoiling so okay to that end i wrote a poem now i could sing it or i could just read it away from me (laughs) (laughs) not a haiku i wrote a poem all right go ahead all right amanda waller is at it again Sending women, creatures, and men into dangerous situations under the guise of protecting our nation. Bloodsport, Harley, Rick, and the gang hit Cordal Matisse to see if they can hang. Some of them have less of a good time infiltrating a fortress called Jodenheim. Things get dicey executing Waller's wish, which is to destroy all traces of Project Starfish. They have explosive chips in their neck, so they don't ask why. And spoiler alert, a lot of people die. That's not a poem. That's a song. Well, poem but it was very is well a done. Song is a poem. Very, hold on, hold on. Hold a on. song is a poem to 
That was more of a bebop thing. Uh, anyway. Uh, uh, <laughs> a song is a poem that's filled with love. No, a song is a poem set to music, but this was more of a bebop. Like, I was just out of there. But I just, I don't know. I was kind of singing it to myself when I was writing it. Well, so I think that's fantastic. Go. Isn't it wonderful? Yeah, I mean, the main characters <laughs> the main characters are Margot Robbie, John Cena, Idris Elba. Well, I'm, yeah, Idris Elba, Viola Davis. Well, let me just say who they are, just in case, right? What? Ladies and gentlemen, going to be going to the hallway and be quiet. No, it's fine. It's fine. So we have Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Duh. Idris Elba as Bloodsport. John Cena as Peacemaker. Viola Davis as Amanda Waller. Sylvester Stallone as the voice of King Shark. Joel Kinnaman is back as Colonel Rick Flagg. Jay Courtney is back as Captain Boomerang. Peter Capadopoulos. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Peter Capadopoulos. Capaldi? Capaldi! Um, As the thinker, David, I'm not even going to try that. David Dostelman? Is that his name? Polka Dot Man? Polka Dot Man. I don't know how to say it. Yeah. Uh, Daniela Melkor as Ratcatcher 2. Michael Rooker, Savant. Alicia Braga as Sol Soria. Is that the. Sure, why not? Okay. Pete Davidson as Blackguard. And. Let me see. Storm Reed as Tyla and Nathan Fillion, Nathan Fillion as TDK. And all sorts of other people are in this freaking movie directed by James Gunn. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. All right. Cool. Go all ahead. All right. So this beginning of this movie was completely unexpected. <laughs> if you have not seen this yet <laughs> and you're interested in seeing this, there's... There's not too many things in this movie that can really spoil stuff for you. I mean, it's it's a pretty basic. They're dying to save the world. We we get it. Like like they says on the on the poster, the first fifteen minutes of this movie is nothing what I expected it to be. <laughs> it was they did a great job with the red herring swerve mm-hmm. in the marketing on this. If you don't want to know what it is, turn us off, watch it, turn us back on. We we, we, we understand. We, we don't judge. When you see the commercial with the Suicide Squad walking across, and you're like, ah, this is going to be badass, and they literally all get killed in the first <laughs> eight minutes. I, I looked at Mike, and I said, who the fuck is left? <laughs> and then they kick into the actual story. Well, you know what's so funny to me, even though we, we watched um, a couple videos, um, one by Filamento and one by Screen Rant, about the differences between Suicide Squad and The Suicide Squad and why this The Suicide Squad was definitely paced better, um, organized better as far as... Uh, what they do with characters and things like that. To me, it was also kind of a jab at what everyone complained about with the first movie, right? Which is they were trying to introduce too many characters far too quickly with information that, you know, we couldn't possibly like take in, you know, in the way that they were dishing it out. Yeah. And then, so they just like eliminated it and gave you a small cast. Well, <laughs> true, but... Let's back up what you said about yeah. the, the the. I enjoyed Suicide Squad, the, the with the okay 2016. It's not a masterpiece by any means. It has some problems. I get it, but I mean, okay, it, is it a great movie? No. Is it fun to watch? Sure, if you let stuff go. 
But the big the big difference here is that Suicide Squad was not David Ayer's movie. I think that's his name, the director. David Ayer, David Ayer. yes, correct. They did three months of reshoots on this after he put the movie together because, as we saw last night, and I did some looking into this today, the success of the trailer for Suicide Squad was off the charts. They're like, oh my God, we got to make this movie. That's why Batman versus Superman was so bad. That's why Justice League was so bad. Warner Brothers can't keep their hands out of this. When James Gunn said, I'll do Suicide, The Suicide Squad, he said, it's my movie. Mm-hmm. I'm making my movie. All you guys that have ties on, you're going to get the fuck out. And when I send you that, send you, send you what I send you, that's what you're going to release. You can't have the chef cook mm-hmm. and not give him control of the of the ingredients. Well, yeah, and I th- and basically they, I think they also, from what I heard and and read in my research, they basically said to him, "You can have all of them back." You can have some of them back. You can do whatever you want. Whatever you think is going to work for this film. Yep. They Um, gave him complete control and said that he was allowed to use any DC property that he wanted to. mm -hmm. So, yes. Where Where he came up with the team was he did not pick major villains or major people for the team other than, obviously, Harley because she's the draw. Right, and because, a lot of people know King Shark. Yeah, but he said because he didn't, he thought it was amazing to him to have a movie where a bunch of inferior bad guys—they don't even—they're not even good at being bad guys because they're in prison. Right. They save the world. So there's the creative control they have to give him that, and that is really where, as we saw last night for the first time when you showed me that video, is where Suicide Squad really dropped the ball. Right. They, you know, like like the guy said, I think it was the Screen Rant version that said they basically tried to make it a music video and it's not a music video. Yeah, yeah, they wanted to make it a bunch of little yeah, trailers of with drops, yeah. and that just created this hot mess, really, that, that was more about mood and attitude than it was about the characters themselves. So why would you care about these characters? And the, the only reason I think exactly. people wanted to care, because I didn't, I didn't care about Deadshot in that movie. I thought it, that was a boring-ass character. I mean, he was badass, but the way that they put him in here, and the only reason I think that people cared about Harley Quinn is because Harley Quinn comes with such a fan club, yes. even before Margot Robbie stepped in her spiky little boots. Well, that and that, to, in my opinion, the difference between the Marvel Universe and the DC Universe is that that's where DC falls down, mm-hmm. is they just throw people in a movie and expect you to like them. Right. You know, it's like, um, I mean, we all know who Superman is, mm-hmm. but you had Superman with basically no development going on, and then you're just supposed to go, oh, hey, I love this guy. Right. Or, or it, 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 it was, it, and even though, like you said, Deadshot is... An amazing villain. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, hell, one of the things that they just gloss over is that Bloodsport shot Superman with a kryptonite bullet. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, like she said, she put Superman in I he he put Superman in ICU. But if you, but you you don't need to know that to care about him because you they give him that character development that they never gave right. Will Smith. You, right, you're, you're they definitely correct. did. I mean, I I think, and you know, we 
we've in our research, we've both come across it. They say more about him in the first five minutes when you see him cleaning in the prison than than they would ever do with those little mini trailers that oh, they I agree. did. I agree. Yeah. And I think that that's amazing. So you did, you do care about him and you, and you, and you go along for the ride with him. It's really his movie. Um, and I don't, I, I don't know if they meant to do that with, with, um, I don't want to call it the original, but the first one, let's just say the I, first one. I think it's hard for us to say that they did anything in that mm-hmm. actual product that we got that they right. intended to do to begin with. Because Deadshot was not the leader. And flag. no one was the flag. Well, flag Rick was flag a, is the leader. I cared more about Rick Flag in this one than I did about in the other one. And you should have because yeah. he was a better character in this one. Definitely a better character. You know, he wasn't given false exposition. The only one that remained the same and was still boring as hell was Amanda Waller. Yes, but Amanda Waller is supposed to be boring. She's a one note. She's a one note bad guy. Yeah. She's she. You know. You know what she's supposed to be. She is exposition. No Basil exposition. She, <laughs> <laughs> groovy baby groovy <laughs> she is and i'm floating air quotes here off for the video she is the politician in the movie yeah. she is the person that doesn't give a shit about anybody as long as she gets her job done so that she can go play golf with senator cray mm. and, and that's but that's by design i mean yeah you know there's lots of movies where you have that character that is a boring character but you know what she is what she is yeah but- she wasn't boring when she got beat the shit out of with a putter <laughs> No, and that had less to do with her than, you know, the people finally no, saying, okay, enough already. But I mean, when when I see a villain, I, I want to at least enjoy the villain, right? They've, there's nothing charismatic about her. There's nothing that seems extremely smart about her. She just has the resources. But is She's she the ruthless. villain? Is she the villain? Yeah. Well, the, the whole government's the villain in this movie. But is she the villain? I would argue. Villain? Um, that's a good question. I would say no. I would say there are three villains in this movie, and neither none of them are Amanda Waller. Okay. The first villain is the U.S. government. Yes. For hiding what they did. Mm-hmm. The second villain is um, Starro. Duh. But he's he's the okay. But he's he he's he's the antagonist. Blah blah blah. Not not by choice, but he is. And right. the third villain is Peacemaker. Yeah, that's the villain, and then you have the little side villains of the the um, the dictator of, of yeah, the cordial Maltesians. Yeah. Okay, I, I get yeah. that, you know, but but even so, they aren't. Mm-hmm. You're right, but they don't become the villain until they overthrow a government that right. now because Amanda Waller wouldn't cared if they'd overthrown that government if they hadn't had American secrets locked up in. Jotunheim that they yeah. were trying to use. Oh, she's yeah. a cleaner. Is that, that, that's what she is. That, she's a and, cleaner. And that's why she's so one note. Right. That's why, she, you know. The, but we watched, we watched, what was that movie that we watched with um, Bob Odenkirk? Same. Oh, nobody. Nobody. He was a cleaner. Mm-hmm. He was interesting to watch. You know. I, yeah, but he had to be because he was the focus of the story. That's true. I know. That's why I said it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, no, I I get what you're saying. I, I understand. It. She she is very boring. She's evil. Mm. You don't like her. Everything is a tool to her. Totally get it. She manipulates um, Bloodsport with his 16 year old daughter. She manipulated um, 
Deathstroke. Was he Deathstroke? Who was Will Smith in the first one? He wasn't Deathstroke. Deadshot. He was Deadshot with his daughter. All that stuff. She she is she is a user. Totally understand it. But she mm-hmm. is just she is a means to an end. Right. If we don't have her, there is no um, mm-hmm. pro, uh, not Project X. What's the name of the team? Um, I don't remember. Yeah, Team X or whatever. Without her, there's there, none of that happens. So. You're yeah. right. She's boring. Right. She's boring. But she was only in the movie for like what, ten minutes, twelve minutes? Yeah, yeah, she was. Um, so that's, I don't know. I just, I'm mean, not that Viola Davis doesn't do a good job of portraying her. She's a very, you know, you think of strong Hello. woman. Won an Oscar. <laughs> you think of if you want a strong badass woman, that you probably think of her. Ronda Rousey. <laughs> <laughs> okay then um what was i gonna say oh you made me lose my train of thought i'm good at that Woo-woo. left the station and i'm tied to the tracks no it, you, we were talking about uh she's she's uh she's yeah I, bad... I think i'm done talking about waller okay. yeah, good, um, good enough <laughs> fair enough um what was i gonna say um i think what I enjoyed the most about this film is what I enjoyed about most about the Guardians of the Galaxy because Peter Gunn, oh, he's not Peter Gunn. Dun, 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 James dun, Gunn. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, James Gunn. Um, <laughs> Isn't Peter Gunn the one who is, plays the weasel? Isn't that his brother? Isn't his brother Peter Gunn? Sean. Sean Gunn. Sean Gunn. So there is no Peter Gunn. Peter Gunn theme. Dun, dun, All right, let me write that down. No Peter. That was a joke. No, Peter. <laughs> never, never mind. The people out in, in TV land are laughing their asses <laughs> off right now. <laughs> yeah. So, what I did like about this film, because James Gunn, he he does it well. I think he does it better with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Is he does kind of make it more of a family, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this evolution of these characters learning to care about other characters and, and things like that uh, is something he does well. Oh, he's absolutely. And and everybody has their arc, which is not at all what we had in the other one. Um, And that's what I, I did like about this movie. Um, Would I make the same statement as you did about this being the best DC film? Probably not, but yeah, no one cares. Oh, That's love. I, it, it's a podcast alone. Only, only a husband <laughs> can get away with a comment like that. I mean, I understand why you would say that because I know where you're going to come at me with. You're going to come at me with, you know, the Dark Knight or something like that. Not really, not necessarily. But what are you going to come at me with? I don't. Well, I mean, you can't compare the Dark Knight to the Suicide Squad. I know. You can't. They're different films. I, that's exactly correct. I, I, I agree, hundred percent. Do I this, think Birds of What I did? I enjoy Birds of Prey more. Yes, I did. That's that's sexist. It's not sexist. That's sexist. Just because it's all women, that's all, no. Not all women. Uh, Birds of Prey is really good. I yeah. can't. I can't sit here and look at you and say, "Oh, that's a stupid decision." I mean, that was a great movie. This movie to me had everything in it that I wanted, and mm. it it had everything that I didn't expect. Right. And that's why I say it's one of the best. The the, the okay. comedy the the the. It was great to me that you had people that you were rooting for. Mm-hmm. That you didn't like, right? That you still wanted to get the job done. That were able to make you laugh. That were able to make you. It, it had right. this. 
You know what I mean? E- and even so much and as different from what he did with the Guardians of the Galaxy, you knew that the people in the, Guard- the Guardians of the Galaxy were good guys. They were they were junk people. Yes, but they were but yeah. They, but at their at their core, they were good. These people are locked up in prison because they do bad shit. Now, whether they do bad shit for good reasons or not, we don't know. But let's face it. The I agree with the, with the assessment of the peacemaker. He is a douchebag, Captain America. Mm-hmm. He, he, that's what he is. But yet, you're still like God. I hope he makes it through this scene. I hope until until he turned on Flag, you were like, okay, I enjoy watching this guy, even when he's in his tidy whities. I know. <laughs> it was hysterical. That was one of the best scenes of the movie. But I didn't like that big dick energy between Idris Elba and, and John Cena. That, that was not, uh, that to me, that was not an enjoyable thing to watch between them. But I mean, there were funny moments. But that's a part of the movie. I, I get it. Yeah, that's I understand a key, it. That's a key line where he's like, why do you have him if he does the same exact thing I do? Because he's the insurance policy about getting what I want. Right. That, so it's it it made sense that he was, you had two alpha males there struggling mm-hmm. for control of the family. So I don't know why you didn't like that. I mean, that's exactly what it's, macho shoot 'em up movies are about. Yes, and I don't like macho shoot 'em up right, movies. All right, I'll never pick one again. No, the reason that we see that, that we watch them is so we can learn to appreciate them. But overall. That was a thing that... What episode is this? Like 56, 57? You still haven't learned to appreciate the macho big dick energy? (laughs) (laughs) Not a fan. (laughs) All right. Rainbow Uh, Bright, the movie it is. Oh, God, Lord. (laughs) Um. (laughs) But, okay, uh, yes, you don't like that. That's understandable. But I mean, it was funny. It was it was structured well, but it wasn't it was something that I particularly went. Yeah, you know. <laughs> oh no, no, I wasn't. Yeah, I'm like some. This is building to something, but that yeah. wasn't a large uh, it was underlying a dis- story throughout it, the movie either. It was also a distraction of what was really happening. Yeah. Um, in the scene, but you know, because they're. They're they're thinking they're attacking terrorists and trying to like cock block each other, so to speak, on kills and, and things like that when you finally realize that they were they killed everybody in a rebel camp. You but know? if but if you if you realize if you notice and take think of that that story line, for mm-hmm. lack of a better word, that ends after the rebel camp and doesn't happen again until he finds him about to kill Ratcatcher too, right? They they were teammates. They didn't argue, fight, fuss. Mm-hmm. John uh, Peacemaker would step right in, and he he did what he was asked to do with no ifs, ands, or buts. It was just about proving to each other that hey, we're both badasses. And then right. it, and then it went away until, of course, the end scene. I understand why you wouldn't like that, but they are bad guys. Yeah. So, you know, it would make sense to me that he would be willing to eat a bag of dicks for freedom. <laughs> I'm sorry, Christ. a beach of dicks. <laughs> he just reminded me of this huge, you know, life-size G.I. Joe, you know. <laughs> I mean, I, it, it, but that's what Peacemaker is. Uh, Peacemaker, for those of you listening that don't know, has already got a series on HBO Max. Yeah, and I'm not interested in it. I am going to watch that the day it comes out. I just did not like that character at all. I think you're going to find that the series will be a little bit different when he's on his own. Right. And I am all in. 
It's already filmed. It's already it's already wrapped. Uh, January, I think. Mm-hmm. All about so. that action, boss. <laughs> um, and like we were saying, I, I think that that gun because he uses uh, Ratcatcher two two um, as this kind of surrogate for daughter in this movie mm-hmm. and you don't you like you have a very what seems like an unbalanced team right you've got muscle in king shark you've got two sharpshooters assassins you have a girl who can control an army of rats and a polka dot guy <laughs> what what else do you want <laughs> but you know and and that's good because it it like same kind of almost the same number of people you've got Guardians of the Galaxy, right? And they're <laughs> almost you've got almost the same number. No, I think you do, right? Because you no. have Peter Quill. You've got Guardians of the Galaxy is four, five. Because Groot, yeah. Quill, Gamora, Rocket, Drax, Drax, and Groot. And Groot, yeah. So you got five. But here you have Peacemaker, Bloodsport, Ratcatcher, two Polka Dot Man, King Shark. Oh, and um, Milton. No, Milton doesn't go. Is it five? It's five. Okay, let me. Bloodsport. Peacemaker. Yeah. Polka Dot Man. Yes. King Shark. Yes. Ratcatcher 2. Yeah. And Harley. Oh, and Harley. Yeah. Well, Harley had her little side quest. I knew it wasn't the same. (laughs) I win! (laughs) Uh. Yeah, she did. She did. You're right. Uh, Oh, and Rick. Sorry, geez. Okay, and never Rick mind. Seven. Yeah. Okay, All so right. almost the Hold same on. amount. <laughs> D, almost the same amount if you're in third grade doing algebra two. <laughs> we have an imaginary <laughs> negative number. <laughs> We're going to take the square root of that okay. and multiply it times pi. Never but apple mind. pie, not cherry pie. <laughs> but it was still like a manageable thing. And, no, yeah. Uh, for sure. I, I agree with what you're saying. And he and it's, it, it is. Um, very strong storyline in both of the guardians and here is the, is the family because the whole the whole bus trip mm-hmm. the whole bus trip where they're going into Corto Maltese into the city to get to Jotunheim 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 they had they had the storyline with um Ratcatcher 2 and Bloodsport they had King Shark in the in the bus seeing the people with mm-hmm. friends being happy um actually uh James Gunn said that that scene was extremely extended and they cut it. Really? That, that, that they they he felt like they spent too much time on King Shark in that segment, but it was important to him. But he knew that it threw the pacing off. That it was really right. focused on the. So it, and you it, got it, polka dot man. It's got mother issues. Polka dot man. Who? Yep. It, and but, then to the two the two assassins that I'm assuming have father issues. I mean, you know that that Bloodsport has. Oh yeah, father he did, didn't like his dad. We hated, yeah. hated hated the fact that he was a dad, and is struggles with being a father because he didn't want to be a father. Yeah, well, he didn't want to be a father because of the way his dad was. So yeah, but says to her, she he says, "I'll get you out of here alive," and she says, "I'll get you out of here alive." You know, so yeah. there's that bonding moment, which is important for a team to want to work together. I, I agree. You're you're right, and right. it's it's a it's a very strong underlying current of the movie, and it's it's very well, well done. Apparently, um, James Gunn was abused. Um, and went through some family abuse. Okay, um, which is why it resonates so so loudly through a lot of his work. So 
you're, when you're seeing those common themes of abuse, because that really comes up a lot in Guardians of the Galaxy too, especially between Gamora and Nebula. Um, well, between Thanos and Gamora, and Nebula and Gamora. Yeah, and and what they do is in the in that too, just to kind of take a little side diversion. When you have that face off between Gamora and Nebula in that part of the movie, it's it is a dynamic that they're exploring of when you have the favorite child and you get the child that kind of is the whipping post. Yep. And one feels like you should have protected me and the other one was like we were both trying to survive and you know, so it, it does explore a lot of things. So it does it it just makes sense when I learned that 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 all kind of factors into some of the things that he Fair enough. brings into these films. That it that wasn't at, it was there um but it wasn't as explored i think as as it as he did with with guardians okay good enough i mean i mean i i think it was there when he said my father locked me into a box with hungry rats right and it pretty much showed right there that he thinks his father's a piece of garbage well um, yeah i mean no we we understand and we hear about him being abused and you know, Polka Dot Man, you know, talks about his abusive mother and how she did experiments on all her brothers, his brothers and sisters and things like that. And so she looms large, obviously, because he sees her everywhere. It reminds me of Large Marge. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's there. It's just they don't take as much time as they do with the characters in that one. Now, if they take this and they take this team and move it into another movie, you're probably going to get that. They don't know yet. I know Harley's uh, Harley. I Margot Robbie is going to take a, a, a break from Harley Quinn for a while because it's, it's a physically demanding role for her. And she's wow. What I read, she said that she will play Harley Quinn for as long as she's physically able to do it. Yeah. But I think she said she didn't want to do anything right away because she needs to recover. You know that she actually did the scene where she was hanging and grabbed the keys with her toes. Mm -hmm. And James Gunn said his biggest regret on this movie is that the scene where she actually takes her toes and she unlocks the thing, Mm -hmm. her dress covers up her face. Yeah. And he's pissed because he heard people say that her stunt double must be really limber. And he was like, no, that's Margot Robbie. Mm -hmm. That's pretty badass. Good for her. Yeah. She hurt herself a lot on the first movie um, too, when she was doing her Harley Quinn stuff. She, the, the uh, 2016? Mm-hmm. That's because she didn't have no clothes on. Piece of fabric ain't going to help you from from when you uh, I disagree. Have you watched football players? <laughs> <laughs> they got a shirt on. Uh, yeah, so, but she wants to do more. So they're going to do more. I don't know. They've, they've talked about, he wrote this script with Idris Elba in mind. Mm-hmm. He wanted Idris Elba to play He was that fantastic. Part. He's, he was, he's, no, he is fantastic period mm-hmm. remember him on the office yeah how good he was um he's great he wants to go back and explore um the put superman in a uh in the icu yeah yeah we'll see what happens that'd be interesting i think he he definitely is i mean he's one of those actors that you want to watch on screen um he i get uh, the there was a interview with the girl who played his daughter and she said it was scary 
how much he could go from being himself to go right into character. So they'd be filming and they'd be yelling at each other and I can whatever. do that. I can do that. No, hey, honey, how you doing? Fuck you! Fuck you! Look at that. Yeah, oh, but that's good. that's you as it is. Oh, you're not trying to be somebody else. Is that a shot? <laughs> I'll take you, a shot. You have a shot. <laughs> there we go. Said, no, that was not good. I didn't like that. <laughs> you didn't like this, really? I did not like the Walking Dead bourbon. Yes, no, I didn't like it. It gave me heartburn the second I no, second it touched my up. lips. <laughs> For anybody watching, a friend Let's of ours brought sad. over the Walking Spirits Dead of the Apocalypse, the Walking bourbon. Dead. Um, I believe our exact words when we were drinking was... It's not it, shit. It's not shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what that's more do you want? a stamp of approval right there from Gregory. But <laughs> no, that's not a stamp of approval for me. Okay. Um, so, I, that, I, I... What was I going to say? I don't remember what I was going to say. Idris we Elba. Idris Elba. So, she thought he was fantastic. I guess... James Gunn was a little intimidated by Viola Davis. I mean, who wouldn't be? Yeah. She's Amanda Waller, for Christ's sake. <laughs> Look at all the people she knows. I bet she knows Trump. <laughs> James has basically called Stallone up and said, hey, I-, I need you to do this. He's like, anything you want, brother. Do you know the story behind that? What? Stallone was the fourth person to voice King Shark. Really? In For this? Yes. Okay. He wanted Stallone from the get-go, was scared to ask him. Mm-hmm. So they had a, a actor come in and do it, and they did, weren't happy with it. They had a second actor come in and do it, and they weren't happy, happy with it. And then they had a third, extremely, extremely famous actor, they did not say the name, come in and do it. And he told his crew, I don't know what to do. I wrote this with Stallone in mind. I'm scared to ask him. I guess I'll have to call him. He called him, and before he even said what he wanted, Stallone was like, yeah, I'm in, and said the second Stallone started doing the voice, it was exactly what they wanted. That's what makes genius directors genius directors. When they have that gut, Hitchcock had an idea, and he knew that that was the right idea. When you have an, when you want Stallone to do King Shark, right. just fucking call Sly, because yeah. he's about making money. Well, I mean, he's he's used him in Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't know if he's going to show up again in yes, Guardians of the Galaxy. he will be in oh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Yes, he, awesome. he fucking better be, because he's a main character. Oh, cool. I mean, his his the guy he plays is a main comic book character in Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. So, yes. Cool. Yeah. So, I mean, they're buddies. Whatever you want, man. Mm-hmm. All right. That's not Stallone, but that's somebody from New York. <laughs> I don't know what you sound like. I'm trying to place it. <laughs> I don't know what I sound like either. I I'm think you to sound like Fred myself. Mertz. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you something right now. I'm a fucking shock. <laughs> you want to put $20 down on the Knicks? I mean, <laughs> Manau, Manawe, is that the name of the... Something like that, yeah. Yeah. In our way. In our way. It begins with an M. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. It was funny. It was an entertainment take on it and stuff like that. I got to say, though, I like King Shark better in the Harley Quinn cartoon. How could you not? How could you not? If any of you listening have not seen the Harley Quinn cartoon on HBO Max... Please it's a watch must. It. It's a must watch. Bane is 
<laughs> Bane has better comedic timing in that show than John Cleese has in all the Monty Pythons. <laughs> he is absolutely hysterical. But I just want a chair. <laughs> uh, King Shark is voiced by um, Funches. Uh, Dev, not Devin, Mark. I, I, I can't remember uh, his name. He, uh, yeah. He's a comedian, and he's absolutely hysterical. It, the cartoon is, it's very adult. Do not mm. watch it with your kids, but it is perfect. It's perfect. Yeah, it's, he, I like the the thought of, I mean, it's, it gives the King Shark char- uh, character a place to go should they decide to use him again, because he's got a lot of, Still got a lot of work to do in terms he of could be, people, He could be right? molded a right. lot. Uh, yeah, he's right. got a lot of development that he can do. Because yes. like he you know, wanted people to think he was smart, and he's reading the book upside down. Um, <laughs> hand. Um, very good. Yes, that's your hand. Uh, but he you know, was going to eat his teammate because he was hungry, right? So he has, he has to learn to like value people, and people are not num-nums unless you're told to eat them um <laughs> yeah but they do they do set up that he's not smart yeah so they do not being smart means that you revert to your base primal ba- well he's a shark exactly he's a fucking shark he's a they f- don't complain about monday mornings they just keep going they There's just eat fucking shark going around eating things love it um but this this development too of the the relationship between him and him wanting friends and him wanting to have connections with people was really uh, and the the dad bought on him <laughs> well they experimented with genius they experimented with the actual hammerhead uh, yeah. design that uh king shark is in the comics okay and uh, james gunn did not like the results because with the hammerhead the eyes are far apart right he said it made it really hard for him to look at. <laughs> no, yes, to understand who he was supposed to be looking at. And he said, and to get the frame that they wanted, everything had to be in a wide shot. Mm. He said he just did, he just didn't like it, but that's where the dad bought. But he did not want um, the oversized cute head like Groot has, like baby Groot. Yeah. But everybody was like, oh, look, it's King Shark. He's so cute. All I can think of is, you know, Shark Head um, Maui and Moana. <laughs> I see him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but... So it's it's again it's very entertaining. He was, I guess, the Groot of the group. Um, <laughs> no, he uh, said more than I am Groot. <laughs> but you know, the other member of the team we neglected to mention was Sebastian. Yes, I loved Sebastian. I think we should talk about Sebastian after break. All right, cool. Is that okay? Yeah, I want to talk um, after break about the difference between directing styles um, between Air and, and Gun. Okay. From from the actor's point of view. Yep, let's see it. Mayday. Mayday. Can anyone hear me? We found something. We found something in the eyes. Would you stop screwing around? This makeshift transmitter has a pretty weak signal. I'm not sure how long it's going to last. Okay, hi. I'm Brandon Windish. And I'm Chris Holcomb. And we are the heads of programming of the Dead City Drive-In. And unfortunately, if you're hearing this, then we're already dead. Okay, now you're just being melodramatic. Look, if you're hearing this, then it's probably because we're interrupting your podcast. Sorry about that. Okay, but we wouldn't do that without a good reason. 
Those delightful singing voices you're hearing belong to a ravenous horde of mutants and madmen right outside our projection room door. You see, we've been tasked by our bosses, the drive-in gods, to program specially themed double bills for the increasingly restless Dead City denizens. And when we say specially themed, what we mean is killer robots, satanic terror, uh, yeah, hideous freaks, creepy crawlies, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. You see, there is no bottom to the depths of psychotronic cinema. Any old chud could pick a random double bill. Yeah, but do you really want to watch Chopping Mall back-to-back with Ghost Dad? Or a double whammy of Rock and Roll Nightmare and Bicentennial Man? Oh, yeah, I do! Oh, shut up, zombie Robin Williams, you fucking liar! At Dead City Drive-In, we choose a theme. Then, we and our special guest each pick what we think is the best representation of that theme. But there's only room for two movies, so we're talking genre flick deathmatch here. Three movies enter the ring, but only two can make it on the slime-splattered screen of the Dead City Drive-In. Put it this way, it's dirty work, but somebody's gotta do it. <laughs> Chris, that's the lyrics of that song from Police Academy 2. Damn it, we're about to lose the transmission. Dead City Drive-In is available everywhere your favorite podcasts lurk. The doors are open and admission is free. It's a show filled to the brim with monsters, mayhem, blood, guts, and... Uh, dispatch. <laughs> Some more paramedics. <laughs> Remember, if the car's a-rockin', it doesn't mean somebody's fucking. They're probably getting murdered. And here at the... Under 17, not admitted without parent. All right. I'd like to start by apologizing. If you're watching this on uh, YouTube, the first half of this is going to be a top five for fighting banner. Oh, oops. <laughs> Crap. I really need Always to hire a producer. Sneaking in the I need top a, five I need for a producer. Uh, we need a producer. No. Um, you did it on purpose. Carlos told us no. Um, Carlos, Carlos. I called Quentin. Of Tarantino fame, <laughs> and he was like, "I got better things to do." And I was like, "Sorry, bro." I'm a director. I'm not a producer. Yeah. The, well, I called, I, called, I called Demi Moore. She said no too. I mean, what <laughs> what the hell over? All right. Cool. All right. I needed that break. Thank you for indulging. Yes. All right. All right. So you wanted to talk about Sebastian. You wanted to talk about Sebastian. Well, you want to talk about Sebastian too. Sebastian's cute. Sebastian is a good little character. Moving on. No, no, he was uh, (laughs) kind of like the like the baby Groot. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he was an odd character to me, not in the fact that he was a rat, but he was not helpless, right? But helpless because he was a little rat. But he also he did big things in this movie. He did. Well, like they he made a stew. (laughs) <laughs> no that's that's <laughs> he made um what the he hell made a pie Rem, that's remy <laughs> he made a pie he made an ice cream sundae <laughs> no, which, not no, no, no i know um it, it was it was cute it, he was he was, he was cute. the cute factor of the movie yeah well he was cute and he was also the kind of constant presence of the rat which was the f- big fear for for mm-hmm. I want. I almost said Deadshot, Bloodsport. Bloodsport. And even though he was being friendly to him and waving and offering him pretty leaves to show him he means no harm, I mean he's just. I've never seen a more fully fleshed out 
you know, CG. No, that wasn't even CGI. They used real rats for that. I mean, parts of it was CGI'd, but. Um, do you know, know that one of the rats, the main rat that they used in this movie, do you know what they named it? I I had heard what the names were. There were two different rats, and I can't I can't think about crisp rat. Crisp rat, <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to crisp rat. That's cute. That's awesome, right? You know what Chris Pratt would say if he heard about that? <laughs> That's awesome. Yes, he would. Yes, he would. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember what the name of the other one was. It was I think it was like, wasn't it Jaws or something stupid like that? Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, but it, so he's that constant presence there of, you know, the rat being harmless, but they're not um, when you get them all together. He was also kind of like the de facto leader. I think once she starts like, like using the power to have the rats everywhere he's kind of the he's the rick flag of the rat world well nothing in, <laughs> nothing in small numbers is yeah. harmless or in nothing in large numbers is harmless right it, look at ants yeah know? true so it's it's a i think he said he wanted to use real obscure real off the wall characters mm-hmm. and when somebody says they can control rats. You're like, that's not that big a deal. And yet, there you go. Well, the way I look at this, because I I tried to think about the logic, the logic, logic. There we go. I can speak. Whatever you want to say. I can We're speak. We're good with it. I can speak. Um, the logic of putting the teams together. I, I know. I again. still did. <laughs> Logic. Um, Take 53. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Go ahead and say, say your sentence again. When the thought process of putting <laughs> these teams together. <laughs> Logic of putting these teams together. About why they would pair certain people the way they did. And when you think of Team A, which is the team that pretty much got slaughtered on the beach... Thanks to Harley Quinn. No, thanks to oh, Black What's His Nuts. Pete, Pete Davidson? Yeah. Okay. I thought she jumped up and shot. No, she no, shot he after. Ju- he jumped up and walked up and said, hey, I'm the one who contacted you guys. Yeah. But you would you would think that Waller would already know that, you know, because she's so smart and she manipulated fl- Flag in the other movie, right? We're going to get to that. Okay. But why they had certain people on the team, right? There had to be a technical purpose. And I, I almost think that she and TDK were going to be on par with each other. Because what else could you possibly effing do with TDK's powers? <laughs> but That's the point. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, she I, used I, the rats to like disable cameras and help them get where they needed to be close up so they could break in. She was the right. espionage factor of the She team. was, yeah. She was kind of like... Boned. Yeah. Rat boned. Use, use, use the things that, that... So my thought would be that the reason that they would use the detachable kid would be that... And I don't understand anything at all about his powers. Um, I actually put him down in my I have questions because I have so many questions because I have no idea. Nobody knows what this... <laughs> I think off the top of your head, unless you're a real DC geek, what? Because like when he's hand, when his arms are 
detached from his body, does he only have control when he can see him? Is it, you know? Everybody's name's a letters, dickhead. <laughs> I have I, to say, I did like that scene where you there, you kind of getting to know them all in the, um, it, it, it set up that there was a passage of time between the first group being put together because you immediately see that there is a rapport between Boomerang and Harley. That is the only yeah. link between the first and the second movie. Yeah. Uh, and that is exactly right. Between Boomerang, Harley, and Flag. That's the and only Flag, link. Yeah. Yep. And then the rest of it was just, and I think get, Gunn was better at that because the helicopter scene in Suicide Squad was pure exposition, which... Again, this yeah. was the whole thing about DC not trusting their audiences. Exactly. And this was gun to a T where it's just conversation. It's stupid conversation, but it's just conversation. Yeah. I mean, we didn't need what kind 55, of dog is that? <laughs> we didn't need 55 minutes in the first suicide, in Suicide Squad to yeah. find out that the crocodile guy is a crocodile. Probably lived in the fucking sewers. I, yeah. Hello. Yeah, no, I know. And was dangerous. Yeah. And could eat you. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um so I thought that was that was flipping brilliant. But yeah, just just thinking about, you know, team 1 and team 2 when I'm like, why would they have certain people doing the things? Like, that was just it was a the ball just kept rolling on that one as far as the carnage. <laughs> uh, we don't even know what half of those people could do. Like yeah. what could the javelin do? Throw the javelin? Once? I mean, I don't I mean know. is like is like Mjolnir? Does it come back to him? I don't know. I, you know what I mean? They're like, I threw a javelin and he he stands as it. He's like, yeah, got him in the heart. I'm like, I'm out of here, everybody. Leaving on top. Yeah. <laughs> was he? I'm a uh, well. What could Savant do? Was he just like supposed? Savant to... was a was a weapons guy. Was a weapons yeah. guy. Okay. Yeah. But he realized that this is he not was worth it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Plus, Michael Rooker's getting old. He doesn't want yeah. to do that shit anymore. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, well, that's it's a great small role for him, though. <laughs> well, that is the fifth time that they've worked together. Gunn and Rooker? Yep. It's the fifth time that Gunn and Fillion have worked together. They worked together in uh, <laughs> a movie called Slither. Yeah. Which I've heard, I've about, I've heard seen, about this movie, yeah. I don't know if I want to watch it. Because it says the name is Slither. <laughs> uh, they were in Super, which is the Rain Wilson superhero movie. Okay. Galaxies um, uh, one and two for Rooker, and mm-hmm. there was something else for Fillion, I think. Fillion is an interesting actor because he will just take the most interesting roles, right? He'll he's got the bread and butter roles, you know, that he did with Castle all that time and stuff, but. Just think about the, like, if you think about the role he took in the Santa Clarita diet, it's hysterical. Well, Fillion has that monster cult following from Firefly. Right. And I loved that show. Mm -hmm. I loved it. I I own it on DVD. It was doomed from the start because of Fox, but he is like... A believable Han Solo to me. Mm-hmm. A Han Solo is believable because it was set, the setup is. But he was, he just, he has that charisma that 
he, draw that no matter what he does, even in what was it, Doctor Horrible's Doctor Horrible's something something blog. something blood yeah. music, but with um uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Harris was incredible. He was he yeah. was just so good in it, and he just has he does that machismo bravado, but he's also very charming he had the role in yeah. uh, brooklyn 99 where he yeah. was the actor that played the police officer and you're just like this guy's a douche and yet i love him well it's the same thing he played this really douchey character in the beginning of the santa clarita diet yeah and drew barrymore ended up eating him but his head survived so they kept his head around it and hysterical. it was hysterical i mean he was he you know and he, they eventually kind of grew to like each other and it's it's so funny, but he does these these really well. And I he he seems to me to be the kind of actor that would be like, yeah, I'll take that role. You're like just because and, and have fun with it. it. That. Yeah, I think he does a lot of the cameo stuff just because. Yeah. Um, I don't. Almost everybody in the opening scene that died was somebody that we knew: Jai Courtney, mm-hmm. Pete Davidson. Um, I can't remember. They I read who the girl that played the. The, the girl. little alien girl, yeah. yeah. She was something. I can't remember who she was. And then there was a uh, Michael Rooker, mm-hmm. uh, but except for the javelin guy, I don't know who he was. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But who Margot he Robbie was. loved his accent, so he's <laughs> he's got an in. Oh, all, all women like accents, because we ain't got none. Um, <laughs> um <laughs> I'm just quoting uh, Harley. Oh, okay. Um. All right, I thought you were like saying that there you liked accents. There was another. Well, cry. yeah, accents can be interesting. Um, oh, is interesting French for sexy? Sometimes. Oh, okay. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Um, that's, that's not an accent. There was another um, cameo in this movie from another Guardians of the Galaxy um, actress. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. If, I guess I know it. In the club scene where they had the women dancing on the stage, okay. The actress who played Mantis, oh, was the lead singer. Really? Yeah. All right. No wonder she put me to sleep. <laughs> ah, uh, look at there, nailed it. <laughs> I'm learning all sorts of interesting things, like I'm ugly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Good enough. Um. Cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's cool. That was cool. I wanted, uh, the first time that we saw The Thinker, mm-hmm. I thought it was uh, Kevin McDonald. Kevin. Oh. <laughs> In the theater. I'm like, that looks like Kevin McDonald. I saw on face. I'm like, no, that's not. But you know who would have been perfect for that role? Kevin McDonald. Kevin McDonald. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know who we're talking about, we're talking about uh, from Kids in the Hall. Yeah, Kevin McDonald from Kids in the Hall. Brain Candy. Um, uh, Brain Candy. Callback. Uh, yep. And... Uh, also known as Pastor, what was his? Pastor, Pastor Dave. Pastor Dave. Pastor Dave on, on that 70s show. show, yes. So, Do you know that that is nowhere on streaming right now? That's interesting. Can you believe that? That hmm. 70s show, you have to own the DVDs. What? Who wants to have to go through all that trouble? Hmm. I wonder why. Um, I, want, I don't know if, is Fox doing its own thing? Maybe it's, maybe it's uh, storing maybe. up properties for that. Maybe. Um, so let's talk about Harley in this. This was... Um, same Harley, but a little bit different. Um, I think, personally, that they carried Harley's persona slash morality slash 
abilities over very well from Birds of Prey mm-hmm. and literally took Suicide Squad and said, peace out. Hmm. Um, she was not the same character in Birds of Prey and the Suicide Squad as she was in Suicide Squad. Right. Because she is now her own person. Mm. And, I mean, look, everybody wants her to be the sex symbol, and she's a beautiful woman, but we don't need her in, you know, right. a, a pair of bikini shorts to appreciate the character. Because right. even in the comics, even when she is in those outfits, it's not about her being in those outfits and showing her ass every 30 seconds. Yeah, I I think... Because let's, let's just kind of set the, the tone here is the Harley's little side quest because after the whole bloodbath on the beach, she gets separated from Flag. She gets captured, but she gets brought to, um, not the mayor, it's the... Generalissimo. Generalissimo because he, and this is kind of the... let's This is actually going to tie into our Mean Girls conversation, believe it or not. He is interested in her as a marriage partner because she represents that's kind of and not anti-US but anti-government, I guess. She she she's a she's a rebel. He, you I know? think he said she represents the fact that the free speech Mm. And the the freedom freedom to be yourself that the United the American government is always trying to stamp out. Right. So she she has stood up yeah. to the American government. She's yeah. a yeah. Just because she's she's standing up and she's she's mm-hmm. very much of a a villain, but they 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 kind of revere her. But it also is that you know when we've had that conversation about Regina George holding on to Aaron Samuels because he makes her look good. Right, he's a nice guy. Everybody likes him, and it helps hide her multitude of sins. Right? Whoa, is uh, Regina George? Is that uh, Mean Girls? We're, okay, I said we were gonna talk and bring it back to Mean Girls. I just didn't throw this at you out of the hey, blue. You gotta listen, man. Listen, I'm really good looking. I'm not really smart. Okay, you gotta <laughs> give me a second to reverse that. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Jab, and jab, and. Jab, jab, <laughs> jab, jab, jab. Um, but jab, it, Jesus Christ, those were Tyson haymakers for Christ's sake. <laughs> no, okay, I see what you're saying. She, yeah, yeah. So, so he wanted to kind of have. She her gives as, him some street cred. Yeah, gives him some street cred. Um, yo, yo, the yo. People adore her. Blah 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 blah. So just I'm going to use her and manipulate her very much like oh, say Mr. J. Um, so the whole wooing her scene and of course again a lot of they they do a couple of things in this movie where you kind of get the idea of how she's seeing everything in her head and her and in her mind but then she realizes she hears something that's a red flag to her and she just kills him right because it's the healthy thing to do (laughs) i i gotta tell you one of the things that i love about this movie is when are the twists and the turns that it took that I mm-hmm. did not expect? Mm-hmm. The first ten minutes, everybody dies. Right. Um, stuff that happens at the end. That scene where she's like, "Oh my god, I'm so happy," and she kills him. Right. I did not see that coming 
at all. <laughs> Not even a little bit. And I, I don't I know. Did. Huh? <laughs> I said I did. Well, fuck it. Why did yeah. we watch the movie? No, no. I I'm kidding. Because the marketing was with the rescue. Right. You saw the little tidbits of, oh, you came to get me. I, right. I didn't. I didn't see that happening because you don't expect her to be the person that goes. You're a fucking psycho. Yeah. <laughs> Even though she is a psycho by DC, yeah. no, mm-hmm. by DC standards, the most qualified person to say you're a fucking psycho. Well, that's. I think that's. I liked that in this movie they kind of give her that side story, so she's not immediately entrenched in the group all the time because people do want to see her but i think had they put her in there she would have pulled um attention from uh blood sport blood sport there we go well she yeah Yeah, i agree and and they kind of had her there more for comic relief than anything else she well this is blood sports movie yes this is idris elba's movie and i i agree with you 100 percent not having her there the whole time allows him to be the leader. You mm-hmm. are on point. The thing that I wished that I'd seen more of was what you had of Harley in Birds of Prey, where you, because there are, I mean, yes, she's she's batty, right? She's crazy. She's mentally deranged. Hey, but you can't say that about people no, nowadays. No, I mean, has her, has her character, right? But also very core to her character is that psychiatrist. And I like it better when she has these moments of insight because that is in, that's ingrained in her, you know? And I didn't get a lot of that from, from this. I would have liked to seen it a little but bit But she more. had that moment of insight. She, she straight up said, but killing kids is like a red flag to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, she's moving on much healthier than that, but, you know, killing people still. I mean, <laughs> as much as you want to like her, she's still a bad guy. Mm-hmm. In the overall spectrum of the DC universe, she's a bad guy. So, yeah. I mean, the fact that she killed a bad guy. Right. It's not mean, they, such a bad thing. But. Yeah, and when she escaped from when they were kind of oh, shocking her and trying to get information and stuff like that, she's hanging like that she she did play possum so to speak of course she did um so that's kind of that that brilliant too but i don't know i just there was something about her and birds of prey that had more of that element that i really enjoyed watching than than in this one okay. not that this was bad at all I, but. again you're you're I, I can see what you're saying birds of prey she's the lead yeah she's not here so they're not worried about that as much but i i get where you're coming from yeah yeah she had a lot of Wonderful parts in Birds of Prey. The, the part where she first gets, where she's trying to get her breakfast. What was that? A quesadilla, a burrito, whatever. It was, it was. an egg sandwich. An egg, egg, amazing. Just. That movie and the is, thing that about, movie's really good. That the thing about really that movie, though, she's allergic to like chicken eggs, so they had to use some really weird, like an ostrich egg or something stupid. Like Jesus, do you know how big that sandwich would be? <laughs> ostrich eggs like this big. No, I don't know. They had to use something that she's because she was allergic to regular eggs. I don't know. Yeah. That's that's a little bit of trivia there, but okay. moving on. Uh, what the fuck is up with Patrick Star? <laughs> Starro. Oh. Now this is <laughs> this 
I guess we call it a character, right? He's a villain in the DC universe. Do you know what Starro is? Do you know who Starro is and where he came from? No, enlighten me. Starro is the first bad guy to show up in the Justice League of America comics. Really? Yep. Okay. Done. Done. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess we should have seen it coming when they were talking about Project Starfish. Mm-hmm. Uh, hold, on, hold on. Yes. Yes. You know that Starfish is terminology used for the butthole, right? <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Let me take a step back from Star for just a second. Okay. One of the things that I love about John Cena slash Peacemaker in this movie is, if you know who John Cena is, mm-hmm. he's a wrestler in WWE, and he is an absolute monster when it comes to doing things for kids. Mm-hmm. His charities and his extracurricular work and everything that he does for kids is amazing Uh, the effort that he puts into it (laughs) then he goes and he does a movie like this (laughs) and you're like yes you in the back row yes mr cena yes um i'd like to congratulate you on raising 48 million dollars for the saint jude's foundation uh will you be showing them the suicide squad tonight um (laughs) before they go to you know, it's right. just—it's so out of place for him. It really is so out of place, and he—I'm sorry—crushed it. Mm. Um, starfish, Starro, yeah. And this is so funny because when I think of it too, with Star, I mean, obviously there are so many things that the whole situation with Starro reminds you of, right? Because you've got face hugger technology. It's, it's, it's super it's super hard to not go, hey, SpongeBob. Every time you see him come Somebody up. Somebody pissed off Patrick. the fucker's pink. Yeah, I he, mean, he's, he's pink. He's yeah. blue in the comics, right? That I don't know. He's actually pink and blue in this movie, but um, but he's pink. But he also shoots out these little baby versions of himself that glom onto people's faces so he can take over it. So you've got that alien component there. But then the other thing that reminded me of, and I can't remember the name of the episode, but I think this last season of Rick and Morty, there was like something like that where things attached to their faces and then they ended up talking in their own voice using like talking and they looked and exactly like starro yeah which you know listen rick and morty is a very smart comedy they might or they might have stolen that from dc just as a joke because right. they do a lot of that crossover stuff um yeah which is weird that they made that reference mm-hmm. uh, or that you get that feeling because blood sports helmet looks just like a xenomorph's head Mm-mm. and it was fairly intentional or a toilet bowl but you know no no peacemaker <laughs> I, peacemaker that's looks like what, toilet bowl. okay well no the toilet bowls that what's his face was cleaning it looks like a toilet peacemaker yes peacemakers blood sports helmet oh looks like a, z- a xenomorph oh, God, okay which was intentional james gunn admitted it, that it was a, it was a nod to the aliens so yeah. when you have the face huggers showing up like the face huggers <laughs> and aliens uh it was it was really creepy mm-hmm. seeing that for the first time, especially on the big screen. I was like, whoa, what the hell's going on? And they're, yeah. yeah. You got one eye, and you that's exactly what I thought was Rick and Morty. <laughs> I, um, it's like it's Rick and Morty. Yeah, it's, it's very funny in that, um, too, to me, is 
one of the things that you kind of try to balance with this film and sometimes a lot of the other films is when you have characters that are bad guys being good guys, things like that, you know, like you start, you're watching the film and then you're like, why am I rooting for these people? They're awful. Like when we have, um, when we're introduced to team a that pretty much gets slaughtered, you have that weasel rat, whatever his name is, the weasel, the weasel. And And do you remember what they said about him? He killed 37 children. (laughs) And we're happy when he's alive at the end. And he's at the end. And I'm like, I'm not happy. You know what? You you know what he's, you know what he's going to do? He just becomes a chupacabra. Chupacabras eat sheep and goats. He just, he's going to be their fabled chupacabra of Corto Maltese. How? He's not going to swim from Corto Maltese to Mexico. (laughs) No, but he'll be like the chupacabra for for Corto Maltese. I hope because I don't want to see him back again. But that that kind of thing is like you you think of... You know he's going to be back. (laughs) He's got to. Um, Do you know who he modeled that character after? Uh, What's his name? Sean Gunn? Do you know who he modeled the the, the weasel after? Bill the Cat? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, um, uh, oh, what's his brother's name again? Sean. Sean. Um, yeah. He also played Calendar Man in yes. that as yes, well. Yes, he did. So that was, that was interesting. Um, but you, like I said, you, you see these people that you know they did bad things. And the more you know about the bad things they did, like, again, the weasel guy. I I would say Afghan hound, but um, that you know you're like, why am I rooting for these people? And it's the same thing with Starro because you've Starro has been uh, basically abducted from space by the U.S. military, um, brought to space program, not the military space program. Space program, sorry, that's still right. United States. Don't don't shit on the don't shit on the armed forces. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Don't be Home Depot. Um, brought to Jotunheim for experimentation in which they experiment with the little face hugger things with people and apparently the thinker was also molesting him. I, <laughs> I, questions. Questions. So many questions. Um, Not so many. And, just one. And he becomes the threat that they have to fight at the end. And this is when the spoilers get there. When they finally take him down through the people that are standing around, you feel so bad for that thing because he's like, I was just happy floating around in space looking, looking at, at the, the stars. stars. And they like... <laughs> so it's just, it's so funny because you can get caught up in these things and then later on go, why? These people were horrible. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's like watching a football game between two teams that you don't like. Okay. Who do you root for? Right. But you the, are rooting for these people. The one that you like the least uh, or the most. You know, the, right. the, the one that, you know what I mean? Right. Like, um, it, it's, it, there's no example, but you're right. It's bad people, but it's, but they're fighting bad people. So the, any, right. the enemy of my enemy is a friend. Right. So at that point, Amanda Waller has given us, <laughs> right? She's given us a, a means to an end. I, I agree with what you're saying 100%. You know, Yes, there are questions involving Starro. <laughs> um, but 
nothing that took me out of the movie. There were things that I was thinking about at the end going, oh, It was okay. a little crazy at the end. Well, I it was mean, supposed to be. Yeah, I know it was supposed to be, but it was almost to the point of like, oh my God, what the hell am I watching kind of, you know, and not, again, not that it was bad, but it was definitely like, it's okay. comic book. I hope, I hope, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. I was going to say, you know what you're watching? A comic book. A superhero movie. <laughs> um, yeah. You knew it had to be a fucking starfish. Yeah. They called it Project Starfish. I had no idea <laughs> when I first saw this. That they, they would were... not do very well if they were product managers. Because you've ever, <laughs> have you ever heard of like when they call, when they're in development of a product that is going to be hyper competitive in most organizations? Excuse me. They, no. will, they will give it a nickname because they don't want it leaking out. Chocolate Starfish? <laughs> dark and the, star and the hard dark, hot dog favorite water <laughs> but yeah so even even in this movie they didn't do such a good job with hiding but I, I don't think they were trying to hide it yeah because if you're a huge comic book fan you know that starro is and you're like oh my god we're gonna see star yeah i <laughs> but if you're not a big comic book me. fan like me it's just like <laughs> what happened well, to Patrick? I'm not, I'm not a big enough comic book fan to know that Starro was coming. Mm. But I was like, Project Starfish. It's got to be something with Starfish. Mm. But the fuck is a Starfish going to do? <laughs> they should have called it, you know, Project James Cameron Aliens Fish <laughs> Hugger Morty Rick. <laughs> oh, yeah. What do I know about knowing stuff, Rick? <laughs> so, yeah. Just, it's a little bunch of little baby bees coming out of my armpit. Don't yeah. don't mind me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I, but I I I watched this movie, and what they did, they did amazingly well mm-hmm. to me. It, it had it was, it, it followed. It went from point A to B to C to D seamlessly. The action was great. Mm-hmm. It was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, the special effects were more than not good mm-hmm. for multiple reasons and one is that they weren't all cgi right the part where king shark ripped Rips, apart yep that was that was practical. a prosthetic um which is i give a lot of credit to people that do that i think the acting was more than acceptable i think the writing was good yeah it, it tripped up a little bit but it was yeah it was good let's talk me. about the peacemaker twist okay um Pretty much knew that was coming. You knew it was coming. I did. Only because they threw out the the flag that says, why is he on this team? He does the same exact thing that I do. Right. And, you know, and I knew that the Peacemaker was the douchey Captain American. He did what he was told to make America look good. Right. But did you see Flag being killed? I did not see Flag being killed. I mean, it's a brave film that's going to take your main character... And like that, and I I agree. Uh, well, I should not have been surprised after everybody in the first ten minutes died. Mm-hmm. But Flag is the leader of mm-hmm. the Suicide Squad, so when he died, I was really super surprised. I would not be super surprised if he was able to be alive in a sequel, the same way that the Peacemaker made it through the end of this. Spoilers. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's rack another one down. For I have spoilers for that one. 
Spoilers or questions? I have. <laughs> I have questions. You got spoilers for my question? I have spoilers for your yeah. question. Yeah. And a spoiler on my car. Um. <laughs> as long as you're not driving a you know Chevy Express van, <laughs> I guess. It's- and you know the the thing that ultimately ends up taking down Starro is obviously the the rats. Mm-hmm. God, that scene creeped me out. It was that gross. was gross. It was so gross. What was grosser? The fact that Harley was floating in the uh, the eye goo. What's what's the fl- fluid fluid called in the eye? Oh, don't make me think of this. Oh no. I should I, know this. Eye liquid? Macula? No. Sure, why not? Um, Sounds great. Nailed it. Macula. Ocula. I don't know. Count Chocula. Uh, that's not helping. <laughs> well, I'm not here to help. <laughs> Hold on. I'm here to entertain. Goo in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> if Siri comes back with an answer for that, I'm, that's going to be amazing. Goo in the eye. Pink eye. Eye boogers. Um. Yeah. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. This is riveting podcasting (laughs) right here while we are on my eye doctor, MD, um, trying to figure out why I can't see the paper that's in front of me without my glasses on. Regardless. Center of the eye. What's it called? Um, Ocular fluid. uh, Well, uh, rim? No. That's that's random eye movement. No, it's... um, Rapid eye movement. H-E-U-M. So the R would be silent or would the H be silent? It'd be Rehumium. <laughs> okay, so that's what it is. R-H-E-U-M. That's what it is. She's floating the R-E-H-E-U-M. <laughs> Y-M-C-A. That's a great That's a great band name, like Fleetwood, Fleetwood Max <laughs> X-Pants. Um, <laughs> she's floating in it. Yeah, she yeah. obviously, the, and the javelin comes back to play. Right. She well, pops into his eye. That that was her quest, right? And here come to the figure rats. Figure out what the javelin was for. Yep. Here come the rats. And the music that is played when the rats come in, do you do you know what it translates? The name of the the mu- the the piece, the score. Hail to the chief. N- no, it's the name of the piece um, translates to baptism of rats. Oh. Because basically that's what's happening yeah. to Bloodsport. He is getting covered. Oh yeah, I mean that's over. that's my favorite song. I own that album. That's my jam. <laughs> when we go to the club at nights, I'm surprised you didn't realize. I I was like, hey, ten bucks. You go to this? the clubs? Yeah, we go together. <laughs> I I did not know that. Baptism of rats. Yeah, something like that. It's it's basically what it equates to with what it's called. Is that a like a classical movement? piece i don't don't know i don't remember the song i don't know if it was it was like it was a yeah it was it was instrumental kind of thing so can rats swim like that i I think they can i don't know if if they can stay underwater that long but they can swim they live in sewers that what surprised me and what grossed me out the most (laughs) is the sheer number of them on that small island and in that city that there would be that many rats in that city, oh, god! A lot of rats. So, but I mean, it's a third world island. What do you? Right. So you know, after that, do they actually save the people of Corto Maltese? You know, they may have saved them from Starro, but whatever diseases those rats were carrying, them people got them now. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe that's where maybe that's where Corona came from. Maybe it didn't come from China. <laughs> yeah, that's what they should have done. They should have just like instead of having to have the rats run all over the place, they should have just been like had somebody that was sick with Corona breathe on a rag, and they could have thrown it at Starro. Jeez, oh, oh no! 
Because <laughs> he didn't have a mask on. He's fucked. <laughs> uh, when I, you knew she had to come into it somehow, some somewhere, right? right? Big time. When I saw that, I was like, wow. Yeah. Ah. How long can Harley hold her breath? She's a superhero. Superhero. She lived in that, that acid a long time for Dr. J. <laughs> I know it's Mr. J, but Dr. J Mr. sounds better. J. Dr. J was a he was the basketball player. Wasn't yeah. He? Yeah. The whole time that <laughs> the whole time that Dr. J was coming in to dunk. She's holding her breath. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, you love me. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. And I do love it because of that whole tweak with um, Polka Dot Man is he sees his mom everywhere. So he sees the, he sees the team. How fucking weird like were those scenes? Army of Karens. And, um, and the, the, the club scene is absolutely hysterical. And the, the actress who played that, I mean, she must have had a ball she said doing that, that stuff. He said that that scene... Filming the dancing in the mm-hmm. club creeped him out. Oh yeah, because he had to do the stuff you know so many mm-hmm. times. And it, yeah, he, um, <laughs> so this guy, this actor, actually has a disease, and I can't remember the name of the disease. But oh, it's a uh, vigilatory vigla. It's a skin disease, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did you read this too? I, I remember. Or do you just know it? I heard him talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Which actually just causes random polka dots to pop up on his body. Yeah. And as a kid, he was called Polka Dot Kid. <laughs> All right. Talk about a Per-faction. role that's made for you. He also rescued a homeless kitty from the island that they filmed Aww. on. They named him something, Bubblegum, something, something. <laughs> they called him Bubblegum for short. <laughs> okay, See then. like that one right there that you're petting? His name is really big asshole jerk face, but we call him no. asshole for short. That's my little Chester. <laughs> He's a good boy yeah. when he wants to be. All right. I mean, All right, cool. um, what else you got? What else I got? Well, okay. I, when I was doing a little bit of research too on this, um, one of the things that struck me um, was they. I was watching a video that, was kind of a press junket for Suicide Squad. And in the video, they had clips of the different actors talking about the way that Ayer um, directed them. So, like, Will Smith was like, so, yeah, you'd just be ready to film. And he'd be like, okay, you come into the room and there was a dead fetus on the table. Go. <laughs> or Carla Levine said, he said to her one time, you drank a lot last night and you passed out and you look at your phone and there's photos of you molesting a child. Go. <laughs> I'm like, no wonder this film was kind of fucked up. Yeah, but okay, let's be fair. We did not get the David Ayers Suicide Squad. We didn't, no. Okay. We so, didn't. But that's... Is there... <laughs> yeah, but he's also talking to bad guys. Yeah. He's talking to people that are supposed to be bad. I mean, Carla Day Levine was the witch, right? Right. She was the bad guy in that movie. Maybe she's supposed to have this fucked up look on her face. Yeah. I'm not saying that what he's saying is right, but right. It's we, just, it just we have is no very I- odd. We have but we have no idea what he was going for in that movie. No. We, we, we haven't we will seen never it. see it, yeah. Well, don't say never because 
there are people out there screaming for the release the airs cut, just like they were released the Snyder cut. cut. Yeah. Um, if you guys haven't seen it, the the Snyder cut of Justice League is four hours long. It is worth watching if you like the superhero stuff. Maybe airs is the same way. I mean, we know when you call for three months of reshoots for a movie, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. I guess they originally wanted David Batista for Cena's role. Yes. Um, Batista turned it down because he was working on Army of the Dead. Yeah, and that was the other thing, too, as I was reading an article where he was comparing Snyder to Gunn. So Gunn, he said, is very much a control freak. And he's like, but he's a genius, so you want to go with what he says. Um, so it's just, it's so funny to me because I'm, I'm that the little character motivations from air seem just very chaotic, which I guess is when you think of suicide squad, I guess that's that, but, um, it, it doesn't surprise me that this film is as well paced as it is. I think they made the right decision with the director they chose. Uh, Mel Gibson was one of the people that they were talking about. Oh, really? Pass. I think that when it comes to these types of situations, you have the guy there mm-hmm. that should be running the show. It's, I, don't, I don't know how directors work. I don't know how actors work because I'm not one. Mm-hmm. Maybe that... Maybe that... You know, people look at me when I'm doing my job sometimes and they'll say, why are you doing that? And five minutes later, they go, oh, I get it. Now, maybe right. maybe Ayers has used that whole, there's pictures of you, Melissa, and some go, and he maybe he's used that before, and it got him exactly what he wanted. I got don't know what he's directed. Before. Yeah. I don't know what he's directed, but, I mean, you don't get to direct a movie like Suicide Squad from Warner Brothers without having some type of pedigree. Right. So, hey, look, we talk about James Gunn, and all of us, when we heard about Guardians of the Galaxy, went, what? A fucking talking raccoon? What? <laughs> Well, that's the funny thing, because I, I, when you all were talking about it, um, like you would, I think it was a couple of friends from, the, from, we, we from were, church I, when we were going. We were at the softball yeah. game. And you're all talking about it, and I'm like, a fucking raccoon, what the what yeah. the hell? Yeah, and, and we didn't even see that in the theater. Yeah, because we watched it. We, we watched it on New Year's Eve with did. Monica. We watched it, um, we watched the DVD, and then we went to the theater to see the second one, but I Go from that to what? What do you what? What do you mean a talking raccoon? To Endgame, the scene that made me ball the most was with Rocket mm-hmm. when he's holding Nebula's hand. Yeah, but that was, was the that was the uh, that wasn't James Gunn. I know it Endgame. wasn't James Gunn, okay. but it's still. I mean, when you're thinking about the evolution of what they did with that character, because it's you know he starts all prickly in the first one, and then at the end of the first one, he's a dick in the second one. Yeah, but in the end of the first one, he learns to accept, and Drax learns to reach out to them, and that yeah, that whole scene where he Drax goes to goes to pet him, and he's stiffens up and Jackson's then relax into it not moved so fast he's moved so slow that people can't see him <laughs> see that's why they wanted him to play that role because john cena can't see me <laughs> oh god so you said when you came home from seeing this yeah that you think that this is the best dc film yep 
of all time. Yep. Okay. Explain your reasoning for it's that. It's the best. Done. It's the best. Around. Nothing's ever gone. Um, this is what I want a superhero movie to be. Okay? As, as much as I love Batman, and Batman is by far the best DC character they have. Mm-hmm. I've never been a Superman fan, but Batman is... And, and the Dark Knight, the way it was. The Dark Knight, to me, hinged on... Heath Ledger. Mm-hmm. Okay. Heath Ledger was a great. There were a few things in there that I didn't like that they did, this and that, the way that they created Two Face, whatever. It's it's a great movie. But this is what I want in a superhero movie. The Dark Knight was a tense, tight, taut, dark. It's almost a thriller. Yeah. The Dark Knight was almost a thriller. This is a superhero movie. This is what it's supposed to be. Now, Batman is dark and tense. But when I look at a movie, when I look at what Marvel has done with their movies, mm-hmm. with the humor that they throw in, with the story that they throw in, with the special effects, with the scale that they throw in, this is what DC always fails at. Mm-hmm. DC made a great movie with Shazam, but it's one guy and one guy. And then... Harley Quinn or uh, Birds of Prey and Harley Emancipation was really good, but it was a very small local setting within the city. This was a wide scale, large cast, huge, encompassing, literally into space movie that I had zero problems with anything. I laughed. The action was great. The the acting it was just on on from start to finish. To me, it was the best paced. Best action, best overall bang for my buck. You said it's hard to compare Dark Knight and the, the Suicide Squad. I agree. Two different types of movies. The Dark Knight's a great movie. The Suicide Squad is a great comic book movie. That's why I say it's the best. Okay. All right, yeah. I mean, and that whole trilogy, that whole Nolan trilogy is very... It is a, it's definitely a post 9-11 type of movie, right? Uh-huh. Exploring, it, it does kind of explore that darkness that in those years had kind of done on us where this is more timely, I think, to how we're feeling now, right? Um, I, I did not care for The Dark Knight Rises as much. I was not a big fan there of Dark Knight Rises There was a lot of things either. in that movie that let me down, that, personally. If That so, felt rushed. It felt rushed. Yeah. Well, no, if it had been rushed, it would have been really good. No, rushed. Oh, rushed. <laughs> no, I, but, and, but so, you, you're right. And, and there were a, a handful of things in The Dark Knight that I didn't... Mm-hmm. I, I did not like in The Dark Knight how you, had, you gave me Harvey Dent. He gave me two face and now it's over. I just there are things like that that I just I didn't mm-hmm. certain things that I, I didn't care for, but it was it's a great movie. It's a great movie. It's not a fun movie. No, it's not a fun movie. Yeah. No. The Suicide Squad to me is a fun movie. Yeah. So I Yeah, I I guess I can see that. I guess I don't mind the more smaller encapsulated world that was birds of prey 
That um, doesn't bother me. Yeah. That doesn't bother me, but it's much easier to make that movie on that scale mm-hmm. and make it good, believable, fun. You you follow what I'm saying? Right. Like um like Iron Man. Okay? Iron Man did not take place in New York City. It took place all over the world and it was great. Right. But then you have some movies, okay, the or, okay, Suicide Squad took place in nine or 10 or 12 different places with all these different characters that they had to mesh everything together. And it was it was a mess. This movie, they did the same exact thing with all those people all over the world, and it was great. Yes, it had little moments or pieces that you can say, eh, it kind of took me out of it. But as far as the scope and scale, to me, that's what, I'm, that's what I think. Hmm. Yes, I'm right. You can mark well, it down. That mark it down. Lock it's it's it up. Your opinion, do and, and, that, and that's uh, that's fine. I thought this was a good film. Um, it was definitely a lot better than some of the other things that I've seen. Better than Wonder Woman's, and and definitely better than Batman versus Superman. Um, but I'd I'd have a hard time saying that this was better to for me than Birds of Prey. Um, I thought that one. <laughs> no, I I I get it. Right. I just like, a, I just thought the action sequences were we had a lot. a lot of fun watching that movie. Together. Yeah, the action sequences in that film are amazing. Can't, um, can't argue. And you know what? Ewan McGregor, amazing, mm-hmm. was amazing. I I I I'm not gonna say you're wrong. I'm gonna say I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So. No, that's just kind of how I felt about it. <laughs> right. So you want to move on to I have questions? Sure. Let's do it. Let's do it. Do you have a bunch? Yes. Go for it. Okay. Um, what does James Gunn have against birds? James Gunn doesn't because not only not only did the bird get killed in the beginning of the film with Savant, a bunch of birds get caught set on fire. I told you that. You go ahead and ask me the next question, and I'll see if I can find it. All right, you find it. Um, oh, I already left. Oh, no, there it is. What? No, go ahead. Okay. Um, this isn't really a question more than it is of an observation. Um, Ratcatcher, I think, missed uh, one. Um, should have been craftier. Um, he had a huge uh, missed opportunity with his power. Who's that? Ratcatcher? Ratcatcher. One? Yes. Okay. Because they're homeless. They're out on the street. They're cold. He could have just trained a bunch of rats to go into rich people's houses, come in as an exterminator, get the rats to come out, and he'd be making money. Well, they were making money. They was remember they had they had the scene where the rats were bringing on them all the watches and jewelry and stuff. But they're still out on the street in the cold. He was a heroin addict. What, what do you what do you think? Was he really a heroin addict? That's what killed him. He overdosed on heroin. You don't remember seeing the scene where he was? In, oh, I didn't see that part. Yeah, he was literally was tying little, off because they shoot. were doing it like in the the window of the bus, like kind and of she, like a, the she screen. said she said that eventually my dad's whatever. Got him. That's when he was laying there, and he. Oh, uh, okay. I thought overdosed. he had just frozen in the street no. or died that way. No. Okay, that question was answered. Mark this off as answered. Cool. All right. What's the other? I have questions. Okay. Um, we kind of talked about uh, detail. Where was Boomerang's unicorn? What unicorn? Did wasn't he the one that had the unicorn? little pink unicorn that he carried around his jacket in Suicide Squad? Maybe. I don't remember. It's been a while. Where was Kitty? Get away. Who is, uh, who's D. Bradley Baker? 
I don't know. He's the voice of Sebastian. Oh, yeah, he's um he did the voice of This is the eighth time Baker has played a rat, a run which includes Rat in Thundercats, Where Rat in Frankenweenie, and the Ratatouille video game tie-in. He's also done a voice of somebody else. What was his name again? D. Bradley Baker. I know the name. I've seen it on something before. I remember I remember seeing something about that. D. Bradley Baker. What has he done? What has he done? I got to find this now. Oh, he was he was Perry the platypus in uh, Phineas and Ferb. Okay, and and there's got to be something else, right? Yeah. No, that's what I knew. Oh, he's done a lot of voices in American Dad. All right. Uh, that's where I know it from. Is okay, American Dad. Mandalorian. James Gunn said in several interviews that he received much more creative free- freedom during filming than the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Yeah. So my only other question was, um, and we talked about this before, is like people's roles within their squads, but definitely so many questions about the detachable kid that I don't think I could. <laughs> Who could? I mean, it's, <laughs> that's nuts. Yeah. Damn it. I got to, I got to find this now. Um, all right. Uh, here's my question, and I've gone over this several, several, several thousand times. Mm-hmm. We watched the opening, and we watched the entire first team get decimated. Okay. And then we see the second team walk up on the shore. Yes. Why? Why were there two teams? That is a question that I did have, like, because again, because this was this team did not seem coordinated this team did not seem disciplined um it was hard to tell for what reasons they were there i almost think that waller just wanted to get rid of them like cause a diversion and let the other team she sent flag flag was on the first team i don't know i mean maybe she's got some maybe she knew that flag would stop um, peacemaker who knows maybe she wanted to get rid of flag but i almost think that she put them in as a red herring to distract maybe she didn't think all of them were going to die like that but maybe it was maybe pete i i find it hard to believe that somebody from within a prison because pete davidson was his character was in prison because they they see him when they restart it all over again and we start with Bloodsport that he's kind of an asshole to blood sport. Um, but how would he reach out to some kind of army in some kind of island nation from well, Belle Reve without somebody knowing it? But they got visitation from people. He could have said something or another. You know what I mean? Yeah, but how... Yeah, I don't know. I just have a feeling that it was meant to be more of a cock-up, but it's hard to tell. Yeah, okay. My second question is... We see Starro. Yeah. Um, once stuff starts to go awry, just reach up and smash the glass, mm-hmm. and then he breaks out. So he couldn't have done that before. Yeah. Why not? What? 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 What the hell? Over. <laughs> um. That's that's my only questions. Those were your only questions. Those were my only questions. That's it. Yeah. Well, it's comic book things, so I guess. Yeah. I mean, you got to let a lot go. You know. Do your. Do your top three. My top three. No, wait, wait. You want to do box office? 
Uh, sure. I'll do box office do real box quick. Office. 185 million dollar budget. Mm-hmm. It made 55 million 270 thousand dollars domestically mm-hmm. so far. It made 110 million dollars overseas, but so 155. So it's come close. Uh, James Gunn was pissed that they put this out on HBO Max the same day it released in the theaters. On his press junkets, he refused to acknowledge that it was on HBO Max. Really? He would not mention it. He would not say it. He would not even talk about it. That is, it's very strange because, you know, we had the issue too with um, the Black Widow movie, right? Yep. And And Scarlett Johansson trying to sue Disney and Emma Stone contemplating it because of what's happening so things have got to change. Obviously, this things whole are th- changing. Yeah, Disney has now said that they will not put their movies on Disney Express Plus extra money out of your pocket wallet uh, for forty five days. It's going to go. It's going to go to the theater for forty five days first. Um, there are several others that are happening. Um, okay, so you want to do your top three? Yeah. Um, well, I did like this scene in the helicopter where they're just kind of talking and kind of speculating as to what the weasel thing is. And But it kills me because they're sitting there going, it's a dog. You think it's a dog? Well, I don't know what all the... What kind of dog? I don't know. I don't know all the breeds of dogs. And you get Nathan Fillion as a detachable kid going, I'd say it's something up again whatever he says yes. the way he says it is absolutely hysterical um um sebastian and the pretty leaf that was sweet it was really sweet really really cute. every time sebastian came on you were like oh i'm like the fucking rat i know well when he went to attack star i'm like he better not fucking die <laughs> but it was just birds folks just birds died <laughs> i've got to find this oh in the beginning, Savant kills a canary with a ball, right. which is an homage to the birdmen of Alcatraz, right. with the whole angle that even the most cruel of humans would never kill a bird. Okay. That's why they're doing it, because they're saying, yeah. boy, these guys are... These guys suck. These guys are... They went to Ohio State University. Oh, God. Just kidding. That's what it was. So mm-hmm. it was an homage to the birdmen of Alcatraz. Yeah. Never even heard of it. Wasn't uh, Clint Eastwood in that? That was Escape from Alcatraz. Oh. Completely different movie. Sorry. No problem. I got him conflated. Um, <laughs> is that the schmegma that's in your eye? Is that what that is? <laughs> that goo. Yeah, the goo. The goo. <laughs> your eye goo. Um, yeah, she needs some stuff for the goo in her eye. What's the tech for the stuff in her eye? What's the technical term for that, doctor? Uh, goo. <laughs> when they are uh, the third, the third one that kind of, and I didn't really catch it the first time. It was like when we were, when I was doing some research and stuff like that, when they were going to break into Jonheim and Peacemaker has the thinker and he's trying to get him to like put his eye to do the retinal scan smash and he's just smashing, smashing. And it's the actor who's playing the thinker when he was like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. He's a jack. So that, the, that line delivery was just brilliant it was really that was good so that was my three uh my number three is when they're invading the um first of all that was a great twist you didn't see that coming that they were the actual rebels that they were good guys when they were invading to rescue flag 
Um, I leaned over to Mike and said, watch this be the good guys. And when it was all over, he looks at me, he goes, you fucking genius. Um, was when Peacemaker walked by the one guy that was sleeping chuck, and he chuck, hit him with chuck, the chuck, ass chuck, nine chuck. times. You're like, wow, <laughs> fucking brutal. Um, this, my second favorite was after Polka Dot Man hit Starro with his Polka Dots. He's like, I'm a fucking superhero. Smash. Oh, I was I like, that was so awful. Did not see it coming, but it was. Somebody else was supposed to die. I don't know if it was Ratcatcher or not, but somebody else was supposed to die. And they just, I, I don't know if it was like in test audiences or something like that, but they decided that they, they couldn't let that other person die. Fair so enough. I, all that was left was Harley, Ratcatcher, Deadshot, uh, Bloodsport, and Polka Dot Man. So my guess is it was maybe, maybe supposed to be Ratcatcher too. Or King Shark was supposed to die? Oh, King Shark. Could, couldn't have been Ratcatcher because she's the one who... Yeah. Uh, my favorite moment of the movie was when... <laughs> okay, I forgot about that. He numb-nommed his leg off. Yeah. My favorite part of the movie was when they were doing something and King Shark had just eaten the guy's head and he walked in chewing Oh, he's it. chewing on it like an apple. And he yeah. just waved. He's like, Hi. <laughs> I don't know why that was so funny to me, but I loved it. I loved it. All right. All right, cool. Would you watch this again? Yeah, I'd watch it again. Holy shit. You say that every time I say I'd watch something again. It's not like twice. No. (laughs) Not true. (laughs) Not true at all. All right. Hey Brody. Oh, Brody Bear. How you doing, buddy? He's such a cutie pie. All right, so I guess it's that time of year. You're gonna make me watch something scary, aren't you? Halloween, spooky, spooky season. We've gotta watch some horror movies. All right. So I'm wavering between two movies. Just pick one. Do you have a coin? I've got three coins and a fountain. Three coins. No, I don't have a coin. Why would I have a coin? All right. So I I know you don't like to give a choice, but I'm going to give you a choice. All right. Mm -hmm. So it's Baba or Bobum. Well, Baba is a Babadook. Mm -hmm. And Bobum is that episode of the League with the Baba Man. Right, which, Baba men, which means making the Baba Van, which means it's going to tie into maybe the actor of the movie that I'm. I, I fuck it, Bobum. All right, we're gonna watch Creep, starring Mark Duplass. Creep, okay. All right, and if we want to, maybe we'll watch Creep too. <laughs> All right, Creep, it is. <laughs> That works for me. All right. That's it. That's it. That's everything. So thank you. Sell us. Oh, boy. Here we go. Thank you for um, putting up with us for another episode of Honey. You should watch this. And uh, if you would like to follow us on social media, um, we're really a lot more active on Instagram at Honey Watch This. Um, we are occasionally, uh, we put out, when we when we do put out an episode, we also put it on on Twitter, which is at Honey Watch This. Um, and if you just want to see maybe some pictures of the, the cats or, you know, yeah, some of my other interests, you can follow me on uh, Instagram at marketing underscore angel. And you, my dear, have another podcast. Top five for fighting. Uh, we just have we just try and have fun 
We don't. I, that, that's all I can say. We try to have fun. Two Bro guys, dudes having fun, talking about stuff, talking about sports, football, comic book movies, movies, video games, a television, lot of, lot of football this time of year. Plus, uh, you have fantasy, hockey, fantasy, whatever, just fun stuff. Whatever. We just like to have a good time. All right. We so. don't talk about cats. The cats don't come in here. <laughs> they they, they, they <laughs> don't come in this recording. room at all unless you're in here, ever. <laughs> like, we'll sit in the hallway and stare at me like fucking Black Phillip from that movie <laughs> that you made me watch. And I, all I can hear in my mind We're is fancy like feast. The fancy feast. Fancy feast. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that's it. All right. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful week.